This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hi, my name is Steve. You're listening to Bible Toolbox on 7 to 9 a.m. I'm just continuing in the last part of the series that uh, I've been talking about is the promises of God. What has God promised you as a follower of Christ, as a Christian? As what has God promised you? We've gone over some, uh, we've gone over some things previously, but there's a few more that I want to mention. So this will encourage us and keep our hearts, uh, in, uh, keep our hearts strong in our faith. What has God promised you? What has God promised you? In Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 5 in the Old Testament, this is what God promised. But He has pierced; He was pierced for our transgressions; He was crushed for our iniquities, the punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. We are healed. You need healing in your life? You need healing in your life? Yes, uh, I am sure. Look, I'm g- <laughs> I've reached the age now where I understand that uh, my brain says one thing and my body says another thing, okay? Uh, a couple of years ago, I broke my hip, that has slowed me down. It was my fault. I pretended to be Batman and fell down the stairs, doing too much, too quickly. Okay? So that slowed me down. That slowed me down. Okay? The healing there was a long process. The physical healing was a long process. Okay? It required uh, physiotherapy. It required me to understand how I had to move. Uh, there are certain things I couldn't do anymore. I can't climb mountains anymore. Okay, I can't go running along the beach like an idiot anymore. Okay, there are certain restrictions in my life that I just have to get used to. Okay, I just have to get used to. But there was another kind of healing there too. Okay, there's another kind of healing too. You got to understand that uh, this was uh, an emotional healing too. You know, to realize that you've come to the end of a part of something in your life that you took for granted. I was always going to be able to go for a long walk. I was always going to be able to go up Lion's Head for a few times. I was always going to be able to do that, okay? I wasn't going to be like anybody else, okay? All right, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I don't go to the gym every day. I don't work out. I don't do anything. But by and large, you know, everything works. I just get tired, right? But everything works, right? Okay, so I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But the emotional thing to think, wait a minute, just a minute here. You're now to the place where there are certain things you'd like to do, that you'd like to plan to do, but you've got to understand it may not happen. It may not happen. Well, the first few weeks that, you know, I was bedridden, and that drove me nuts more than anything else. You know, just to sit, I read book after book, I did my studies, I did this and that. I had a little bit of a small little laptop that I could use uh, to connect to the internet for my research and things like that. But, I mean, I was stagnant. I was stagnant. When I got out of bed, of course, um, it was a journey. You have a little bit of physio, okay? It's important to have some physio. So to get your joints used to the way things have got to work now, because I had to, they had to replace my hip. Okay, I feel like I'm a bionic man with some titanium and some chrome or whatever they use. Okay, so there were limitations, right? There were limitations. So that is an emotional thing. They're like, okay, I'm now to the place where I'm older. I'm not old. 
Okay? I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not old. I'm older. Perhaps a little bit like a mature wine or, or something like that. I'm older. I'm not old yet. I'm still getting there. So you have to understand that we are in a place, we are in a place that we need healing. Yes, we need physical healing, and I hope you pray for that. God will answer your prayer. Maybe not in the way or the time that you want, but he will answer your prayer. The second thing is an emotional healing. The world has become a battered, bitter place sometimes. You know, when I, when I read the news and things like that, I cannot believe what human beings will do to another human being just because they're of a different race, they're a different language, they're a different or in the wrong place at the wrong time. What other people will do to other people. And, and I despair. I like, well, why would they do that? Why would they shoot somebody over a cell phone? Give them a stupid cell phone. Leave them alone. You got what you want. But the world has become more and more, it seems like that it has this visceral anger underneath everything. Everybody's angry about everything else. Everybody's got something to say. Okay? All you have to do is look on social media and see the critiques that people make of one another for seemingly no reason. And they will say things by posting things online that they would never, ever dare to say to somebody's face. You notice that? Right. So we sometimes we have to understand that, yes, we have this emotional healing that we have to do, but there also there is now a spiritual healing that we go through. We need to be spiritually healed. God has promised that. He says, listen, someone came to take all your iniquities, take all your transgressions, right, and all the punishment that was supposed to be for you was put on him. Why? He brought us peace. He brought us peace. Wow. Brought us peace. Are you at peace today? I mean, when you sit down and look at your life and you look at the events that's happening around you, are you at peace? Do you say to yourself, oh, you know, or are you the other type to say, oh, I need more money. If I only had, if I could only win the jackpot, I could have an extra hundred thousand rand, or I could have a new car or a new house, or I could move, uh, I could move to Constantia, or I could move to Paro, or I could do something, then I'll have peace. I'll have peace when I can send my kids to university. I'll have peace, you know, when my daughter gets married and she's happy and has someone in her life. Is that what you're waiting for, to have peace? Isn't that expensive? Isn't that worrying? Isn't that stressful? Is that what you have to go through to have peace? Here, the prophet Isaiah is saying, wait a minute, he's already done that. Christ has already been through that for you. He's been through worse than that because... He came to do this for you so that you will have the peace of God in your heart and life that you desperately need. Peace can't be negotiated. I know a lot of nations get together and they're going to sign a treaty, right? You know, they're going to sit down, big con big conference, got pens, got guys running around, with folders and things like that. They're going to sign, right? Okay, we sign a peace treaty. Do they last? Do they last? No. Because things happen and people get angry again. That's why I said this visceral anger that the world has. Okay? You have to understand, peace only comes from God. It's a godly gift. It's a godly promise. He's promised us the peace of God that passes all understanding. 
That's a journey. That's a gift. Are you on the journey of peace, your peace with God? You know, I've been a few times where I've been invited and people have died, and some of them fight to the end. You know, they they don't want to die. They don't want to go anywhere. They, They fight to the end. Others just say, I've made my peace. I have Christ in my heart, Christ in my life, and I know who's waiting for me when I leave you. That is true peace, the peace of God that settles your heart, settles your life, and puts your feet on the right path. Put your feet on the right path. So I hope that you will accept this gift that God has given you, this promise of peace that he's made for you. His son went through that so you don't have to. His son went through that so that I don't have to. We are both blessed by the peace of God. Both blessed by the peace of God. Okay. Then there's another promise made that Paul wrote in Romans chapter 15 and verse 4. He says, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. We might have hope. What do you hope for? If I had to ask you today and you could give me an answer, what do you hope for? Are you hoping for a new car? Are you hoping that you'll have another birthday? Are you hoping you'll see your grandkids? Are you hoping you're going to see your your children all born and happy and having a successful marriages? Is that what you hope for? Here Paul is saying, wait a minute. <laughs> Everything that was written in the past, he's talking about the Old Testament. He's talking about the what God has done for the Israelites in the past, was written to teach us that through endurance, it's a long race. It's not an easy race, right? Through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. If you look at the Old Testament, you'll see that those who were accepted by God had hope. Abraham had hope of a new place God was going to show him. Abraham had hope of a son that was impossible to have. God promised him this hope. God has promised you hope. He has promised me hope. That by learning what's happened in the past, in the Old Testament, and the way God has dealt with people, that we might have the hope if we endure, if we take every day and commit ourselves every single day to him. You know what the definition of commitment is? Making the same decision over and over every day. As soon as you get up in the morning, you say, today is the day of the Lord. I'm going to serve him. And by doing that, you will have peace that God has promised you. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Steve. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.